、えー、赤い靴履かなくても大丈夫誰もが、ファンの誰もがそう思っているはずですうわっと、危ない危ない危ない危ない危ない危ない危ない危ない Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, except poor Yoshihashi. But boy, oh boy, did he give us a fright this week. Never say never. I'm your host, I'm Luke. I'm,、uh, I'm from down under in Australia. You can tell by my awesome accent. And with me, as always, is my co host, Andy.、Uh, hello, Andy. Oh, hi. How's it going? You know, your accent is pretty cool. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm from America and we got, you know, I, I, my accent is awful. It sounds terrible. I, I kind of hate the sound of my own voice, which is weird because I do the talking and everything. And now you know how everyone listening to you feels. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. All right. So we've got、uh, some things to cover tonight. We've got. The、uh, Sengoku in Nagoya and the first two shows of Summer Struggle. But let's,、uh, let's let people know how they can find us first, dude. So we're, we're at Never Open Pod on Twitter. So that's nice and easy. One of us is usually tweeting there、uh, on show nights.、Uh, we sometimes take it in turns or we decide who is. Too tired and who's <laughs> up for it. It, it? It all depends. We take it on a show by show basis, I think. So that's where you can catch us as a, as a, as a group, as an entity, separately. I'm at Grumpy2EB. That's、uh, the number two, an E and a B on the Twitter. And、uh, we can catch Andrew at Drucifer tweets over there on the Tweety as well. Now, if you feel Inclined to type us something that is longer than a tweet, we have an email address. And、uh, I'm still going to plug away that one day someone's going to surprise us, dude. So,、uh, <laughs> neveropenpod at gmail.com is our email address. They're, they're all the ways that you can contact us you know, either during the week or when, it, or when I'm asleep. Because I'll wake up and there's been a whole bunch of activity, and I'm like, oh wow, I'm way too tired to, to read this at the moment, so I'll do it later. But、uh, yep, you can contact us through all of those. We're pretty, we're pretty friendly, at least、uh, Andrew is. <laughs> well, speak、no. for yourself. I mean, I think we're both pretty friendly, though. And, yeah, that's know, true. We, we've made some new friends on Twitter, right? We have.、Uh, now, we had someone. Ask us a question. This is, this is something that I woke up and I found this question, and, and you were like, I don't fucking know. I'm paraphrasing what you said, that, but that was the gist. So we had this guy, you pro, I don't know if you know him or not,、uh, Dorth for wrestling. He had a question of、uh, how do we split the titles?、Uh, I, I, uh, you said, I don't know. And my stupid theory was like, evil. Well, I'm assuming Evil wins in Jingu Stadium. We'll get to that later. Not,、uh, but,、uh, you know, someone might challenge Evil, and Evil's like,、oh, you're shit. So you can only have an IC title shot or something like that.、Uh, and then、uh, that, that wrestler can beat him for the IC title and then lose when he gets his IWGP match. Something like that.、Uh, I don't know. Any other way 
to do it, I'm pretty sure the way it's going to get done is nothing like what the way I just described. So, yeah, uh, I, we'll see how what happens. I mean, I I've had a hard time guessing things as far as that kind of stuff because I had no idea Evil was going to turn you know to the Bullet Club and and win both the titles, of course. But I mean. That would be, you know, whatever, what I said is whatever's going to happen, it's going to get more heat on, uh, you know, more heat for evil. Because, I mean, that's kind of the name of the game lately. People seem to hate heat. And uh, we'll get into that uh, as we talk about Sengoku in Nagoya. And then also uh, a fellow tweeter by the name of Angel Jones is always up and about tweeting with us every night slash morning. So... Hello to that person too. Thanks for uh, for spending time with us, I guess, on uh, on the uh, interwebs while we watch some pretty kick-ass New Japan. Yeah, thank so, you, thank you to everybody. Yeah, and and to everybody, but you know, there's some people I know this more than others probably because they tweet more. If you only tweet once or twice, and I didn't mention you, well, um, I can tweet more. I can't <laughs> tweet more. I'm actually watching the wrestling. Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the big three shows, or the one big show and the two smaller shows, I'll quickly cover uh, Lions Break Collision Episode 4. So in case everyone is unaware, Lions Break Collision is a American New Japan show, mostly featuring people from the LA Dojo, as well as some up-and-comers and stuff, and a, and a couple faces Everyone will know, like, Rocky Romero and Jeff Cobb. So this is the fourth week, and uh, it's the it's a double, double-sized double show, so it goes for an hour rather than the usual half hour. It's not a bad show. So we've got Alex Cough, Coughlin. Coughlin? Coughlin? Yeah, you got it. All right. First time or the second time? First time. All right. Yes. I can do all the Japanese names, but Cough, Coughlin? Coughlin? <laughs> So Alex, who when he gets uh, his diploma of graduating the Young Lion ship, he will change his name. He better because it'll make it easier for me. <laughs> so he wrestled Tom Lawler. It's a decent match, but uh, Lawler had to win with a roll up on the Young Lion. But it 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 uh, fed into the story of him being like overconfident and the Young Lion kind of uh, taken him by surprise. So there's that one. Uh, we've got uh, Danny Limelight versus Mysterioso, and uh, Mysterioso, he comes out with, like, this, this chainmail shit like uh, St- Scott Steiner would. I will say I, I enjoyed this match, but uh, it does feel it does feel weird watching Lucha Libre in a smaller ring. It feels like the kind of wrestling style that needs more space, uh, just because of the high-flying nature of it and stuff. But uh, just a regular back backcracker. You know, like that bank statement kind of move. And uh, Mysterio wins that one. So we got uh, Clark Connors and TJP versus Rocky Romero and Rust Taylor. And uh, I'll bring it up again. Connors does that uh, young line submission spot I love. You know, he's got a submission on Rocky or Rust and he's getting chopped and all that kind of stuff. And Connors' calf got busted open a little bit there at some point. I don't know how. I will say, uh, out of all the new faces we've got, Andy, I think this Russ Taylor guy is my favourite in terms of the new people we've met since the start of Lions Break. Uh, I like his uh, his kind of grappling style. 
and uh, he can mix up a little bit too, so I really like him. So uh, we got a, a pin by TJP on Rust, and so Connors technically wins two weeks in a row. Wow. Which is interesting, and then at the end of the match, we've got some friction between Rust and Rocky, which hopefully will lead to a bit of a match between the two. So after that, we're nearly finished, Mr. Andy. I don't know if you watched it or not, but uh, we got Jeff Cobb versus Carl Fredericks. Now, I thought it was some pretty decent, hard-hitting stuff. Uh, Cobb even punches the earring off Carl Fredericks' head. <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> I kind of want to do that. So. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. Uh, Cobb had a bloody nose throughout the match as well. So it's it's, it's a nice little match. It was very never, I would say. Oh, but uh, tour, tour of the Islands and Cobb wins. And uh, that is Lions Break Collision Four. Uh, there's still some uh, promos here and there and uh, commercials in, in the middle. All that kind of jazz. But there you have it. I uh, did find out though. Thanks to one of the three gentlemen, Kevin Kelly, Gino, or Chris Charlton, that Shibata is doing commentary on the Japanese feed. And I was like, damn, I wish I spoke just a little bit of Japanese because I'd be really interested to hear what um, Shibata has to say about a lot of these guys who he handpicked himself. But alas, I do not, so I cannot. <laughs> Yeah, right, I, just yeah. one one quick thing. Um, uh, Filthy Tom Lawyer was actually in my area uh, on Friday night, and he competed in a UWFI uh, rules tournament, which is a whole conversation that you know doesn't need to happen here. But uh, I, I did realize something that I didn't. It's kind of hard to tell for some reason on the uh, on the Lions Break. Is it those um, those are actually trunks? that are spandex that look like Daisy Dukes. So they aren't actually, unless unless he traded them or has different ones, they aren't actually made out of uh, denim. So it's kind of phony, man. And that's some real heel shit. You know, if you're, yeah. you're going to wear denim, you got to fucking do it. You can't just like wear fake denim. I mean, that's, that's some messed up stuff. So, you know, he... He's, uh, you know, one of those guys. It's like jeggings bad, man. It's like jeggings and shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, my point is, is that, uh, you know, it's nice to uh, see him in our area. I was not at the show, but I do know lots of people that were and some folks that I know got to compete with him and stuff like that. And uh, by all accounts, you know, he's one of those guys that everybody wants to wrestle him. I learned something new almost every week doing this podcast and uh, knowing the material of Tom Lawler's trunks has uh, boosted my knowledge significantly. <laughs> Very important. You know, that's what, that's what they come here for. You guys come here for us to talk. You know, they come for your sweet accent and me talking about Tom Lawler's trunks. It's very important. Oh, well, if someone's from, like, a different country to us, we both have sweet accents, dude. So. Mm, mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> We, uh, where's my notes here? There they are. We have Sengoku in Nagoya. And, uh, let's just get right into it with the first Whoa. match. Whoa. Oh, no. 
Whoa, we got a couple things left here. Jeez. Oh, so yeah. um, we're trying to rush right through this. And I get it. We got a lot to cover. But real quick, here's a couple other things going on. One is that New Japan has, uh, they have announced another television show that's going to be airing on Fridays after or before Lions Break. I'm not sure. It starts in August and it's called New Japan Strong Series. There's a real good chance it's going to be like, classic matches kind of like the old access tv show was that's okay. but but we don't know yet what it is and then um you know and then there was the big announcement about uh, new japan returning to jingu stadium I, i'm probably butchering that um and the last time they were there this is a baseball stadium yeah um which is good for naito by the way that's like home field advantage mm -hmm. for him and, uh, you know, last time they were there was in September 28th of 1999. And on that show, we had uh, Hashimoto face Masahiro Chono uh, for the title. And also, the great Muda faced the great Nita in a no-ropes exploding barbed wire death match, which makes oh. me wonder if, you know, we've heard this thing about uh, Okada has been, like, saying, ah, I... I I kind of want to have a special match he keeps talking about. And, um, you know, maybe we're going to get some crazy shit. You know, maybe we're going to get some kind of no ropes barbed wire match or something like that with Okada. That'd be great. That's interesting, especially since uh, I see Okada as being this really kind of pure in-ring wrestler. I know he does stuff on the outside um, and things like that too. But when I think of Okada, I think of him, you know, being a uh, pretty much a straight shooter, so it yeah. would be interesting to see him in such a match. Oh, I would have mentioned Jingu coming up as we as we got it. I got it uh, on my notes somewhere down there. Yes, I do. So I've got I've got the rundown sheet and my notes in two oh different God. windows, and so I'm just like, well, that's the end of my notes for, for uh, Lions Break. We're going straight into Sengoku, and then I look at the rundown as you say, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all my fault and you know and a couple things too i just want to mention i mean something that's very important luke is that last week we did a dramatic reading and people really liked that they thought that was pretty great so um you're not going to get that today however we are going to do another episode this week uh we're going to double up this week and i guarantee you our next episode will have a dramatic reading in it. So I just want to throw Ooh. that out there for the folks. And uh, before we get to uh, Sengoku, we have to do what we do every week and visit yes. our friend, Mr. Bread. And uh, Luke, we had some interactions a little bit with Mr. I Bread this week, right? What happened? I know. Satoshi Kojima himself has uh, been uh, liking a whole bunch of our tweets. So uh, that's really exciting. Uh <laughs> it is. I know. I know we, we're uh, giving him a, a light, a very, very light, playful ribbing, but uh, we like the dude. So uh, Andy and I were pretty giddy and thrilled. Like it's just a, he just clicked a like button. It took him two seconds yeah. to read the tweet and press yeah. the button, but fuck, it was cool. <laughs> it's it's just those kinds of things brighten my day. But uh, but we are gonna hear from Kojima now. Uh, he of course tweeted this week. And uh, here is one of his tweets, one of his best runs from the, from this week. Hello to the world's wrestling fans. I can fight today for three consecutive days. It's happiness. I also eat bread for three consecutive days, baby. <laughs> I love the, I love the end. I also eat bread for three consecutive days, baby. He thought we were gonna. He was like, in case you forgot, 
obviously I'm going to eat bread too. <laughs> so Mr. Bread fucking rules. And uh, Mr. Bread uh, had some great action this week too. And I'm sure he was involved in Sengoku Lord, which is where we're ready to go now. Nice, nice. And uh, he's in the second match. But first, we have a match that uh, as soon as we saw the card, uh, it, it fired up uh, both of us because I've been saying for a couple weeks now that uh, Hiromu Takahashi needs a challenger for his Super Junior title. And, and if he can't get revenge on evil, then he can probably get a modicum of revenge from someone like Taiji Ishimori. So it's a bit telling when you've got someone like the Bone Soldier, instead of being in a tag match, they're in the opener, which is a... Uh, they happen every now and again, but uh, sometimes sometimes we start off the show with a one-on-one young lion match. So we've got Yuya Uramura versus Taiji Ishimori. And uh, I didn't notice until he was in the ring with Ishimori, but uh, Uramura got beef, dude. He's, he's a big boy. He's... Uh, as now, has he always been that big? Has he put on a bit since uh, we've been away for a while, and I just haven't noticed? But uh, I, I have a theory, Luke. I have a theory. Right. It's that he was in the ring with Ishimori, and Ishimori is like three feet tall. So I think that yeah. might have something to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> might. <laughs> so uh, we got a yes lock on Uramura, and there's a little bit of a botched finish at the end there. Uh, Uramura wasn't quite in position, but Ishimori made him work. Made it work, put him in the S-lock, and submission. I nearly said one, two, three, it's over. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a submission hold, everyone. He tapped out, and there's your match there, which gives Taiji Ishimori a bit of screen time and also time to chill out backstage until later, maybe. Who knows? Well, well we, we said it last time, or maybe the time before, that whenever you see a wrestler in the opening match like that, that is like kind of a meaningless match that you know he's going to win. It's almost always that you're going to see him later in the show. It's just like it's a trope in New Japan, and it's it's a fun way to kind of like keep that guy in the back of your mind. It's it's uh you know it's Chekhov's wrestler is what it is. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, so uh, next match. All right, I've enjoyed the. So the next three nights will have combinations of this kind of thing happening, and. I've liked all these tag matches. Uh, almost all of them will have Ishii and Kid, with a with their third partner being you know, someone different each time. But we've got Ishii, Yano, Tomohiro Ishii, Toriyano, and Gabriel Kid versus Ryusuke Taguchi, Togi Makabe, and Mr. Bread Satoshi Kojima. It's uh, continuing on the uh, the angle where uh, Kid's getting all up in Makabe's face. There's some really good and magical moments with Taguchi and Yano. Yes. And uh, Yano even eats his ass at one point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that spot where uh, Taguchi will get up on the on the middle rope and stick his butt out and someone will, like, Irish whip the, the opponent into Taguchi's butt. <laughs> and so uh, Yano ate that, ate that move and... Their chemistry together is rather nice, and there's a nice uh, bit of uh, Kojima Ishii brawl in this match as well. 
Yeah. And well, and, and just to clear that up a little bit. So if you're not familiar with Taguchi, he is he is the funky weapon and the funky weapon is his butt. He yep. is ass based offense. And it's like all everything he does is has something to do with his butt into the point where he'll do other people's moves. But re, but if it's a strike, he'll replace his butt with that part, you know, and it's it's just fantastic. Oh, my God. There's going to be. Uh, at least I think on Summer Struggle Night 1, there is a spot I really can't wait to talk about involving uh, Ryusuke Taguchi. And then we've got a... Uh, all right, so there's a young line in the match. And and this, you and I were both, you know, playfully guessing, how's he? How's kid going to get his ass beat? It could be just a German by Makabe or a lariat by Kojima. Uh, something like that, because that's usually how these matches have been ending. So we got a bridge in German on night one by Markabe on Kid, and uh, that doesn't mean shit. Kid's still going to get all up in his face and stuff. So there's going to be a uh, a one-on-one between the two men. And I mentioned this on night three uh, last night on Twitter, but I'll mention it now. Something I've noticed in New Japan is when uh, a young lion steps up, and goes, all right. I want to. I want you. You know, let's let's have this one-on-one match. Let's do it. It's usually a never never guy that 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 they uh, that they uh, ask for a match for. Oh my god, my English is really not good. <laughs> well, you're right, but, and and it's awesome because what you know, I pointed out to you that I think that's because they want to be the best wrestler they can be. So that means they want to be never as fuck. I mean, don't we all? Hell yeah! And they also have to show how tough they are. So I've seen people challenge Kojima uh, in the past, uh, Makabe, of course, also uh, Tomohiro Ishii. I don't know if Kojima's had much of a uh, run, or has has Kojima been in the never picture before? I could easily fit him in. Fit that guy there. We'll, I think have to, we'll have to look into that. I'm not sure. I have a feeling that he has been involved in some never shit uh, in the past, but I'm not yeah. sure. He must have. And <laughs> yeah, because, so, because we like him, he must have. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we like this guy. He must be never as fuck. I was still like him anyway. All right, so uh, match three, we got Bushi, Sonata, and Naito, uh, which is a bit of a strange matchup, uh, I guess, because it's uh, LIJ versus Chaos with uh, Goto, Sho, and Yoshihashi. I did beg that if LIJ was winning, please, please do not pin or submit Sho, because I love him. And I find Yoshihashi to be all right. And, you know, Goto's okay too. But, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a show dude. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fun it's a fun match. It, it does seem a, a tiny bit pointless in, in terms of what's going on in the stories right now in New Japan. And then we got a cold skull on show. And show taps out. Doesn't hey. hurt him at all. But Luke, Luke yeah. we have screwed that up every time. I did it too. It's called Skull End, and we keep calling it Cold Skull. And I'm sorry. Oh, it did, is Skull End. Yeah, I know. I did it too. Um, but I, I think this match was really important, and it was yeah. important because um, it it kind of 
showed LIJ as a cohesive unit again after they kind of have fallen apart. And I believe was this the match where they were goofing around after the match? That yes, yes it is. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think it was probably important to show that uh, even though they've got one member down. It's funny, before Evil defected, I thought to myself, well, now that Shingo's up in the uh, heavyweight division, they might need another junior again. They might need another member, like a sixth member. And now they're another another member down, and I'm like, oh, shit. They need someone soon, eventually. Because uh, if you're in a big group like Chaos, uh, I guess there's so many different combinations you can have, or you can take it easy a bit each night. LIJ guys don't have time to take it easy. they got to go all out every night because they're yeah, a very but, small, close-knit group. And it shows because they're fantastic together. Oh, they're the best, yeah. And and like I said, after the match, they just attacked the ref. Like, Naito, was, he, he asked the ref for help, and he was laying, like, near the ropes, and he just dumped the ref to the outside and then demanded that the ref enter the ring to raise their arms. And then, and then he wound the guy's uh, arm up, you know, got him an arm ringer and then fucking uh, Sonata drop kicked him and then they laughed. And I, and I don't think I've ever seen Naito like laugh like that. Usually he's like stoic. He doesn't make any faces, you know, and, and uh, man, and Sonata laughed too. So, I mean, they're, they're just buddies. They're just kids having fun. You know, they, ne- they needed a good laugh. I, yeah, I, definitely yeah, cheer each other up. So that, that was some good stuff. And, Good point about uh, showing that they need to be cohesive again. So I think now we have beef, 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 mega beef. beef. But it's around <laughs> here, I think, where they have cleaning. And then they also announce for the second time ever, I think it is, or the third time, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling at Jingu Stadium, which is a baseball sp- stadium. And uh, so that I think we've said it. Tonight, but uh, in case you didn't know, Naito's a massive baseball fan. So the home court advantage, as you said earlier, is 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 correct. Well, pretty sorry, cool. what? Uh, yeah. I was just saying that's pretty cool, and you know, Naito's pretty happy about it. If he's ever been happy about anything, he's happy about this. Oh yeah. Uh, if there's a death match or something at the baseball stadium, I want to see someone throw a baseball at someone or use a bat. It has to happen. It has to happen. All right. So as you as you alluded to earlier, yes, lots and lots of beef. So we've got Master Wato. Yeah. Hiroshi Tenzan, Yuji Nagata, and the Golden Ace. The Golden Ace being Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. And they're versus the Dangerous Tekkers, which is Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. with uh, Minari Suzuki. Yoshinobu, Kanemaru, and Daoki. And uh, Wado cops it from everyone in Suzuki Gun in this match, dude. Everyone. Like, it's mostly Kanemaru who's beating the shit out of him. Like, he just goes straight after him. I'm like, wow, he really hates the new guy. You get the, you get the idea that, like, uh, you wouldn't want Yoshinobu Kanemaru to be uh, your bunkmate in prison or something. He'd beat the shit out of you, wouldn't he? So, yes, yes. Yeah, right. just, <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, and all the other members of Suzuki Gun are even doing Kanemaru a favor by holding uh, Master Wado in awkward <laughs> positions and bending his legs back and shit while Kanemaru can come up and kick him in the face and punch the shit out of him and stuff. <laughs> they don't like Wato. And 
I think it's it's obviously to get sympathy for the dude. It's working for me. It yeah. really is. Well, so. and, and I I also noticed that the the Suzuki Goon guys were in the blue corner because if you don't know about New Japan, New Japan has a blue corner and a red corner and then two neutral corners, and so uh, they were in the blue corner. Master Wado is like completely blue. Yuji Nagata is wearing blue. He's blue justice. blue justice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Suzuki Goon, they just hate the fucking color blue because they were just going after blue because uh, we had, you know, obviously Suzuki and Nagata just will never stop fighting ever. No, that's definitely another big part of this match is uh, Golden Ace and Tekka's, excuse me, going at it as well as uh, Yuji Nagata and Minoru Suzuki. But. We have a Kamigoye on Dauki. So uh, Ibushi wins. And Golden Ace officially lays down the challenge. They they want another shot at uh, the Dangerous Techers, and I'm happy with that. Also, at the end of the match, uh, Tanahashi's walking down the ramp. Uh, I love this moment. It's so adorable. And there's a fan obviously holding up a towel, and he can't do that sort of stuff anymore. So he gives this person in the crowd an air hug, which yeah. is really cool because Tanahashi does the air guitar shit all the time as well. So I thought that was really adorable. And I'm stalling a little bit because the next match isn't my favorite. Yeah. And, I, and it's it, fine. It, it's it's fine. fine. It's, it is fine. It is uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Yajiro Takahashi. I'm... My notes here say straight away, Okada doesn't have, just have the best drop kicks. He's probably got one of the best shotgun drop kicks as well. Uh, him and Hiromu, at least. So there's a, there's some good moments in this match, but it just makes me feel like they were never going to pimp Pimpy above this, this kind of station. Like I, I can't see him beating Okada and having it lead anywhere else. Uh but it is another match where Okada's not pulling out a lot of Rainmakers, but he is working with that Cobra Clutch, which is something I've been quite enjoying. Him mixing it up a bit, adding something new to his arsenal, which also involves risk control as well. So I'm still interested in Okada matches. I know I, I know I say all sorts of things every week, but... I like that he's mixing things up a bit. Uh, I do appreciate that. Luke, uh, you're you trying you're trying to find something positive to say about it, which I appreciate because you know the problem with this match is that Okada won. So like, what do we do yeah. now? You know what I mean? Like, so the babyface got beat up over and over again, and then he won already. But the but the feud continues. That's like, what? I don't understand. So I get it. I understand, you know, the point is, is that Okada needs something to do. And this is all going to build to something. And we're just kind of waiting around for it right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a product of the fact that they don't have, you know, the roster's not deep right now. So because of that, guys like this, things like this have to happen. But, I mean... I just, I'd rather see like Okada and Ishii have some beef, you know what I mean? And like, I don't know, they they lose a tag match because uh, of something that happens, you know? And and all of a sudden they have a problem. Hey, remember Ishii beat you in the G1 or whatever. I don't know. I just, there's so many other great wrestlers. And I know I was defending Pimpy last week, but I just, 
I don't think he really rose to the occasion, you know, that no. I thought he was going to. So that's a bummer. I agree. Uh, there's a Cobra Clutch finish, and uh, Yujiro taps. Out. He doesn't just get pinned. He taps out. So yeah. you think, oh, well, fuck, that's a definitive ending, isn't it? Uh, we'll get on into this a bit more later. But I mentioned on, on the tweets that, or, or at least to you, that I think they're not sure what to do with Okada when he's not in the hunt for a title or when he doesn't have the title. It's it, They kind of struggle a bit to book him in something that's interesting. But as you say, that might be because of a depleted roster and stuff. Because if we had a full roster... You could easily have it, see him have a maybe a match with Kenta or uh, another Switchblade bout or something like that to keep things a bit interesting. But yeah, moving on. Let's let's uh, let's do <laughs> let's do the on moving because I quite enjoy the next match. Hell yeah! <coughs> oh, it is uh, Shingo versus El Desperado. For El Desperado's never title? Question mark. Yes, because uh, <laughs> El Desperado had stolen the title and uh, would not give it back. So here's the title match. I really like it. There's a really cool move in this match that I'm like, oh, did Suzuki, did Suzuki Gun see see that? They might use that on other opponents because Shingo gets uh, El Desperado kind of laying on the top rope. Kind of like how Orton will when he does that DDT, but facing the other way. So he's, the guy's head and shoulders are on the ropes, and he's got his legs, El Desperado's legs, up on his shoulder, and he gives him, like, this giant double dragon screw leg whip. Double. <laughs> double. double. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awesome. It was great. I even think uh, I'm pretty positive that at some point El Desperado even pulls out an angle slam. And hits uh, Shingo with that. <laughs> it's such a full, fucking cool match, dude. What'd you think? I think Desperado's an underrated wrestler. And I think that Shingo is one of those guys that can take a guy that's pretty damn good and make him great. You know, yeah. uh, Shingo is a tremendous seller, um, but he, he sells like a giant, kind of. You know what I mean? He sells like, uh, like he's big. You know, I don't know how to describe that without going on a 30 minute diatribe. But my point is, is that he, he sells without losing his, uh, his toughness. toughness. Yeah. You know what like I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. He still looks like a fucking badass, even though he may be, you know, walking around on one stick. And that was kind of the story of the match a little bit was that, you know, Desperado's broken one of his legs pretty much and or broken one of Shingo's legs. And so Shingo had to kind of, you know, find the will, find the strength to uh, overcome that and, and defeat Desperado. And man, um, Shingo matches. If you're listening to this, you've never seen Shingo matches. I mean, first of all, what are you doing? You know, second of all, I mean, like, I don't, he's not my favorite wrestler in New Japan, but he's my favorite newer wrestler in New Japan, even though he's been there for like two years already. It's just like, doesn't even seem that long. And like, to me, he's like, when he's on the screen, I am so happy. He's one of my favorite guys. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorites too. And I'll, I'll say this about El Desperado, like, um, Yujiro didn't step up. Like, the Okada match isn't for a title, but you're wrestling Okada in a singles match. You you best, like, step the fuck up, right? Yes. Whereas El Desperado, yes, he's going for a title here, but El Desperado, he stepped it up. 
He knows there's eyes on him. He knows this is a big match. Uh, so he knows to kick ass. And I think he did. So, of course, Last of the Dragon and Shingo Takagi successfully retains the Never Open Way title. He gets it back because El, Des- El Desperado stole it from him. It's really good stuff. Uh, kind of my match of the night, maybe, but I, I am pretty biased. It's a Never Open podcast, dude. It's like, what do you expect? <laughs> it's it's not my match of the night but it's a damn good one you know if you want to go back and just see a great match that's a good one and um you know and i there it wasn't completely out of the question that desperado may have won that match you know so i mean it was 90 i was 90 percent sure shingo was going to win but there was yeah. a little bit of a chance and they made me believe so that's all i can ask oh yeah so really good match i think uh Chris Charlton or someone said on Twitter that uh, Shingo's starting to break some records here. With, yeah, uh, that's right. Amounts of defenses and stuff. Excuse yeah, me, he... I just had to cough. Uh, but, but yeah, that's really cool. He's he's all about kind of uh, breaking some kinds of records and shit. Like he was uh, undefeated for a long time. He had an almost perfect score in last year's Best of Super Juniors. You know, he did he did nearly every tournament there was to do in 2019. So Shingo worked his ass off last year, uh, and the match quality stayed, of course, really high. Uh, yeah, I love the dude. So let's let's do it, man. Let's do it. Main event time. I really really enjoy this match as well. A lot of people. Oh, got really upset, and we'll, we'll talk. We'll get into that once we've uh, discussed the match and stuff. But it's Evil, who is the Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he's fighting uh, Hiromu Takahashi, who is the third Junior Champion to ever challenge for the Heavyweight Title. And wow. Uh, this is this is some really cool stuff, and Hiromu starts out really hot. There's even a, a, a bit of a cool spot where Hiromu powerbombs Evil into Dick Togo. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, there's uh, those uh, there's uh, these German suplexes on Hiromu were freaking me out as well. Like this match might have been the closest I've ever seen New Japan do to a like you see suplexes all the time in New Japan which makes me very happy I love suplexes German suplexes standard suplexes superplexes fisherman busters or anything suplex I love it but uh, evil went a bit Brock Lesnar on Hiromu Takahashi and because you know there's that history of the bad neck from Hiromu Takahashi and evil was just German suplexing the shit out of Hiromu in this match. What do you think of this? Well, real quick, there's German suplexes that we see in wrestling, and then there's Japanese German suplexes, which are kind of higher angle, and they tend to be kind of, you know, the the person being suplexed comes straight down as opposed to the other way. Um, And so it, it looks a lot worse than it is, of course, and that's, you know, that's wrestling period. But, you know... Evil was definitely attacking the neck. There were a lot of moves in this match. There were a lot of things that happened. 
But all I can remember is the false finishes that made me like stand up and believe. I mean, you want to talk about getting me? They got me a couple times with this match where I I was believing Hiromu was going to win. And uh, then when he, you know, Eva would kick out or, you know, especially when Dick Togo pulled the ref, that was like the one, you know, they they had built up to this giant false finish. Fucking Hiromu hit hit two finishers on Evil. We saw him beat other people in that same way. And so here we go. One, two, Dick Togo pulls the ref and breaks all of our hearts. So this match really played with my emotions in the way it was supposed to. And I felt exhausted after I watched this because I was just... I had gone such on such a roller coaster with everybody, you know? And we were all on the roller coaster together watching this awesome match. And man... I love both these wrestlers, and I think even more after this match, Takahashi, Hiromu Takahashi, I mean, he is the best babyface in pro wrestling right now. I mean, he just is. There, There's nobody who's got sympathy like he does. And so this match just built even more of that. Yep. Uh, see, when, when there's a big match like this, I think a lot of people want the, the big work rate, right? They want the... They want no interference. Well, it's a ball club match, so, you know, this is not the match for you. They want no interference. Oh, yeah, but what about in the Kenny days and all that kind of stuff? Well, the Kenny era Bullet club weren't heels. That's true. Yeah. Well, they, they, heels. they were they, until they, they weren't, became, you know. They became too cool for school, really. Then they kind of were just like, yeah, I guess they're edgy and kind of this. It's the it's gaijin group and stuff, but they didn't feel very heelish. They could they did. Would sometimes, you know, with the elite, it didn't feel very heelish, uh, which I think is what I like in my ball club a lot more, being a, the heel outsiders group. So I don't know what to say. So people were like, oh, I don't like this in my title matches. Well, you're not supposed to because yeah. it's cheating. That's If you don't like that and you're feeling really strongly about it, that's the reaction they're kind of wanting from this. They want you, they, because they're building evil up to be this uh, jerky, cheating, heel asshole. And so you, they're building that up because you, you want to see him get his ass kicked. And it's not yes. going to, it's, it's not going to happen straight away, but it, it will happen. Uh, New Japan's really good in giving, uh, in, in having uh, heels face their comeuppance. So that's the reason why characters for me like Suzuki and things like that work. Because, yes, they beat the shit out of people and they do a lot of bad things. But then then eventually one of the heroes defeats them. And that that's wrestling, right? Yeah, what I don't understand is that they want to wear the, the, the fans. And, and I'm not shitting on anybody. You know, everyone's welcome to their opinion. But, you know, you want to wear the T-shirt, but you don't like the wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. You know, you like how many Bullet Club shirts do you see? Millions upon millions. It's one of the most popular shirt ever. Do they even watch the Bullet Club? Because, I mean, the Bullet Club is rooted in evil. And, and almost every Bullet Club iteration of whatever kind is just cheating assholes. You know, I mean, even yep. AJ Styles, when he was, at, you know, top work rate doing his best shit in New Japan, he was having guys cheat for them all the time. I mean, this is this is what they do. So it, it makes me wonder, 
you know, if people are like, oh, I like that design on that T-shirt and everyone else has that, or if they really like the Bullet Club, you know, <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, and is there some great wrestling in this match? Of course. But the the, the, the story is uh, the more, I guess, the more important thing in this particular uh, heavyweight title match. It's 33 minutes, so there's a lot of really good wrestling. But, yes, there's a lot of douchebag heel stuff and because they want to make Hiromu look as sympathetic as fuck. And it's working. He looks like the biggest babyface in the company. Uh, and he almost won the, the double titles. Like, how cool is that? And... I- that's a big deal. That's a really and, big deal. And I know people will say evil doesn't need to cheat to to win big matches and stuff. No, no, of course he doesn't. We've seen him win big matches before without cheating. But this is evil in the Bullet Club. He doesn't need to cheat, but he will. He's, well, he's I, kind of he's I, kind I, of reinvented himself, winning by any means necessary. Yeah, I I kind of disagree with you. I think he does have to cheat, and that's the thing is he's just a big liar. You know, he walks around and says, oh, Bullet Club's the best ever, and I'm awesome, and all this stuff. But he's just lying. He's full of shit. He has to cheat. He has to do all these things to win because he's a fucking delusional monster heel, you know? And that's the character that he is. So, I mean... That fits, yeah. Because, you know, evil, where he was in LIJ, was never getting friggin' major title shots above Naito. Oh, he's you know, in the shadow, yeah. He's in the shadow. He And a guy like Evil, he doesn't want to be in the shadows. He wants to be the top dog. So he he saw his opportunity and he took it. Yeah, that's a good point. His, his name is the King of Darkness. He's always been in the shadow, Luke. You know, I mean, even his name, even the, like, his nicknames tell the story. So, you know, that's the thing is that, yes, I'm sure we re- read into things a little bit, and that's the fun of having headcanon and, and that kind of stuff with wrestling. But a lot of this stuff is just very well thought out, and that's why New Japan's awesome. So quit being babies yeah. out there and watch what's going on here and see this amazing story that's getting told. And it's going to take a while for that, uh, you know, for there to be a blow off, you know. But yep. we're going to we're going to talk about what happens next with all that, though. All right. So um, it is a couple of days ago. So remind me, did Ishimori come out before the finish or afterwards? I think it's after, isn't it? I don't remember. Like I said, the most right. things I remember about this match are my heart exploding. That's yeah. What I, what I do remember though, he, this is a, this is an awesome podcast. I want to know what happened on New Japan. They get to the main event. I can't remember if this guy came out or not. <laughs> hey, it was it was fucking five in the morning for me. Come on, you know, give me a break. <laughs> I was drunk. <laughs> awesome. I'm watching wrestling on a Saturday night. Like, get yeah, out of here. Have a few drinks. <laughs> what I do know is everything is evil on Hiromu and evil retains. And then we got some Ishimori laying some kicks and shit into Hiromu Takahashi. And there it is. The thing I've been saying for a couple of weeks, even when there was no clues or anything, the first time I mentioned it to you, you were just like, have you heard something about this? Or are you fantasy booking? And I was like, this is just a dream in my head. And here it is. I want this. I've, yes, I've seen it. I think I'm pretty sure I've seen it at least once or twice before Hiromi versus Ishimori. It's awesome. I want it again. It is especially, awesome. Especially now that uh, Hiromu's like this huge baby face and 
yeah, you want to see him uh, beat the crap out of uh, Ishimori. Why not? It's well, going to be fun. Luke, they've put all this work into making uh, Hiromu this baby face, okay? So you got all this heat on him, right? And so now we got to do stuff with that. Now you've got him heated up as this amazing baby face that's, that's you know, got a broken fucking shoulder and a neck that's all fucked up. And, and, and so now we got to get heels to beat the shit out of him for him to overcome. And then that's going to make him even more of a baby face. And that's going to get that heel over. So that's how fucking wrestling works. This is great. Yes. So, I look, I understand uh, people get emotional and attached and stuff in wrestling. And... I've been like this too. Uh, I've had things not go my way and I'm just like, really? Really? What the fuck? But in Gato, I trust. Uh, (laughs) He's always got a plan. It it, it always leads to some great matches and great storytelling. I've been, what is it? I started in late. Uh, the G1 in 2017 is when I started regularly watching New Japan, and it's what almost three years for me, right? Right on, yeah, because the uh, G1 usually starts around this time. So, yeah, I've had things not go my way, and eventually I just learned like they have a plan. Here's a plan for all these guys because I I rarely see a wrestler being uh, left. On the wayside. Well, and, except for look, Yoshihashi. Look, you know. Well, I, I did I did tweet out a joke about Yoshihashi last night. Uh, not a mean one. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell it a little later because uh, I want to talk about Summer Struggle because there's some stuff in it that I quite like. There's some stuff in it that kind of almost freaked us the fuck out, you and me. Because uh, you know what, let's just get it, let's just get into it. But it's it's never title related, so just to give you a heads up there, Andy. What well, did did Sengoku Lord like? How did you feel about it as a show overall? Like to me, it was you know it wasn't the best New Japan show. However, it had some really great stuff in it. What what did you think of it overall? It reminded me of. The f- not the finals, but the night Evil won the title because the first half of that match of that night was standard tag matches, right? right. Okay. Which didn't uh, – this was Dominion. And Dominion's usually – yeah, usually has a couple opening tag matches to warm everybody up, and that's fine. But that was the first half of the show. Usually it's got more title matches, more build, all this kind of stuff. But they haven't been able to do that. Depleted roster, also away for 110 days. So they kind of had to – work with what they have and right now they still haven't uh they've still got a depleted roster they 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 haven't had the time to build uh everyone and everything you know gato's got to get all these ducks in a row and that takes time so the first half of uh sengoku is those kinds of uh preview tag matches and stuff do they tell stories and, and hopefully lead to things of course but it's not until, say, uh, after the break where things uh, heat up. I know the Bushi, Sonata, Naito, you know, the LOJ uh, chaos match is really good. But And then you got the Master Wato, you know, uh, the everybody else versus uh, 
versus Suzuki Gun match because yeah, I, I can't remember what it's, is it Taguchi Japan? I don't know. It's just the miscellaneous group is what I like to call them. And then you've got your three major matches. The Ikata Ujiro one was meh, but uh, the last two matches were fucking awesome. I really liked them both. So are they are they have they pulled out a show that's spectacular from like the opening match to the end? Not yet. But they're doing enough really good, interesting things for me to uh, well to care and be, get excited about. That's how I feel about it. What about you? I, I think that's uh, there's a lot of wisdom in what you said there, and I agree. I think that they're struggling. They don't. The other thing that people have to understand is if someone gets hurt, they're fucked. You know what I mean? So they can't have these guys, you know, go out there and just have like a bunch of singles matches all the time. So, you know, New Japan's always really good about preserving their talent and using the, yeah. the system that they have in place to keep people from, you know, be, keep them able to have these fucking insane matches every once in a while. So you can't have those all the time unless it's the G1. And even then, it's there are nights off. You know, that's why Yano's in the G1. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, it's also like they probably had plans for the Super Junior Tag Titles as well, which would have involved both Yo and Sho. Because Sho, uh, ever since his loss to Shingo, it, it, it seems, at least for now, that Sho doesn't really have much going on. I think they'll give him something to do eventually. He's still in tag matches and stuff. So he's still there. He's still kicking ass and all that kind of stuff. But you have, you have to believe that, like, if, if Yo was still up and about, then after Sho's loss to Shingo for the Never title, then they probably would have moved into a Super Junior tag team title match. But Yo's out, and we don't know when he's going to be back. So there's there's two titles there. We don't know what, what's going on with at the moment. Uh, they probably pulled the trigger a little early on the evil thing. So we're still not 100% sure what they're doing with the six-man never titles. So there's two titles there that uh, aren't really doing much at the moment. Uh, one because of injury and one because of storyline. So, you know, two potential title matches that would have been on a card. Uh, either maybe not Dominion because that was the never match I think but uh, at least for um, Sengoku for sure they would have been building all that kind of stuff well and Suzuki versus Nagata got put off too which I I'm happy about because that's going to make it even awesomer but you know they they had a lot of stuff building and some of it fell through so I mean they're doing a pretty fucking great job for what they got yep all right so here we go summer struggle night one We've got a bit of a repeat here. We've got Ishii, Tomohiro Ishii, Toriyano, and Gabriel Kidd versus Ryusuke Taguchi, Togi Makabe, and Satoshi Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bit, there's definitely, well, I'll, I'll be doing that, especially with night two, but uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Kidd going after Makabe, of course. But something that took me by surprise in this match, and that's Taguchi calls out Ishii? And I'm like, yeah. wait. What? I did not expect that, uh, especially since one's usually considered a junior and one's a heavyweight. But to plead a roster, you might as well mix it up and have people fight. Why not? Uh, I really like this because there's usually a spot in wrestling where 
in especially in Japanese wrestling, where there's two people either sitting down or they're on their knees or something, and then they just start striking each other. Well, this one's a little different because <laughs> Taguchi is hitting Ishii with his butt, and then Ishii is doing uh, elbow shots into <laughs> Taguchi's ass, and it's just like this really funny spot on a on a New Japan kind of trope that I love. I love that beat the shit out of each other's kind of spot, and this is just a new spin on it. I had a fucking good chuckle for that. I really like Ishii and Taguchi's chemistry. Uh, it shows another side of Ishii as well that he's willing to uh, have a bit of fun because I've I, I know he'll partner with Toriyanu a lot, but he doesn't help Toriyanu cheat. Oh yeah, he no. kind of he kind of just watches it. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what he does. It's, he just it's watches. Just, it's Yano being Yano, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, and he doesn't cheat here either. But he does help. Uh, he doesn't help. He does have this really great chemistry with Taguchi. So if they're leading to a, a special one-on-one match with those two, yeah, I'll take that. There's even this really cool spot where uh, Taguchi goes for a hip attack. Ishii catches him, boom, German suplex. Awesome. I I think that this is just a fun little story to go on in these tag matches. But if it leads to a singles match, awesome. I don't think it will. I I mean, I hope I'm wrong, by the way. But I think it'll just be this fun stuff that'll play out during these tag matches. And maybe eventually the, the tag match will just be two on two or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. But a, a man can dream. <laughs> uh, it's it's a definitely a one-on-one matchup. I'm not sure I've seen before. So no, no, never seen that one. No, and that's always something to to get excited. But you know, last uh, if uh, Sengoku, we had the German suplex on Kid for the pin. Well, it's Kojima's turn this time because uh, Lariat is you know those big baguette arms. You only need one <laughs> one Lariat on a young line. Boom. One, two, three. That match was over. Really fun stuff between them, uh, between all six men. Uh, I thought it would be more playfulness with Yano and Taguchi, but it was actually Taguchi and Ishii. So, as a big Ishii fan, uh, I quite, I quite like that. It was quite new and interesting for me. The next next match scared the shit out of both you and oh I. God, my God, you talk. I was like, I was more scared than when like Evil and Hiromu were fighting. I was like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? Why was I scared, Luke? Because uh, Shingo doesn't have a challenger at the moment. Sometimes, as soon as you beat your opponent in a title match, the next guys just come out and beat the shit out of you or something, or come out and gone. Yeah, well, I'm next. I want the shot next. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, that happened at the end of Sho and Shingo, but it didn't happen at the end of El Desperado and Shingo. So now you've got a man with the gold, but no one to fight yet. Uh, and that's what these tag matches are usually here to establish. If if someone hasn't come out and stepped up, usually they'll establish a, a challenger in a title match, uh, sorry, in a tag match. And it's Yoshihashi and Goto. Ugh. Holy fuck. Versus Sonata and Shingo. I wrote, uh-oh, Andy's not going to like this. No. <laughs> no, this is, I, I've just, you know, like you said, it terrified us. And, and 
I immediately was on the Twitter like, Yoshihashi, don't you fucking look at that Never Belt. Don't even look at it, you know, because I can't imagine. I mean, I'm sure Shingo could bring him to a, a decent match. I just don't want it, man. I don't want that. Mm. I, I'm not sure I could handle a spot where Yoshihashi gets one, two, two point nine 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 nine. I'm not sure I could handle that. That would just kind of break my soul. Uh, yeah, I did, he, uh, he can't do that. And and you know, I know we were just complaining earlier about people being like, "Oh, what the hell? What's going on?" We're just joking, by the way. I mean, seriously, yeah. I don't really want to see that match. But this actually could be a good way, as we were talking about earlier. Shingo's trying to build this this uh, resume with all these you know defenses and stuff. If he's got to kill Yoshihashi on the way to ten defenses, okay, you know. Yep. Yeah. Not a problem with me either, uh, but but the match doesn't go as you think, and this this is fucking hilarious for me. I just want to point out by the way, Sonata and Shingo, awesome, they're yeah. awesome together. Yeah. So Sonata needs a new heavyweight tag partner now that uh, Evil's pissed off over to Bullet Club. You found it, boom, Shingo it is. Uh, I think I think they'd be incredible um, doing a tag team program together at some point. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself there. What I do find amusing in this match, so I'm I'm scared, you're scared, the internet's scared. We all think either Goto or Yoshihashi is going to pin Shingo, you know, to set up a title shot. But no, made in Japan, which is one of uh, Shingo's, not finishes, but one of those could be a finisher. You know, it's one of those mid to late match moves that he put on the made in Japan and usually gets a, a two count for it. Right. It's a signature move. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, he hits the made in Japan on Yoshihashi and pins him. And I'm like, <laughs> well, all right. And then uh, at the end of the match, he's standing in front of uh, Yoshihashi and Goto with the title hanging between his legs. It's just like swinging it at them or something like, whoa. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So, Yoshihashi got chumped out like a young lion. So young lions, German suplex, bridge, pin, a lariat, a pin. And uh, here uh, Shingo doesn't even need to break out the last of the dragon to finish off Yoshihashi. It's just one of his signature moves. Boom and done. Our worry for tonight is over. And then we can move on to... Our next match, which is Minara Suzuki and Dauki versus Uramura and Yuji, uh, Yuya Uramura, I should say, and Yuji Nagata. It's continuing the grandpa battle, which I love. And there's some really great fire from Uramura because uh, you got to step up to Suzuki when, he's in, when, you're, when you're a young lion in the ring with him. You can't back down. You have to. You have to go all out and give it everything because uh, Suzuki will probably beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Do you want a, a, a normal beating or a worse beating? <laughs> I, I love when a young lion steps up to Suzuki and Suzuki's like standing up or he's like getting in the ring and, and the young lion's punching him and kicking him and he's just no selling it. And he continues to stand up and he looks at him and he starts smiling and he's like, all right, let's see what you got. 
and uh, he's disappointed with what the young lion uh, has, and then he punishes that young lion for mm-hmm. uh, being disappointed. It, it's it's great stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we got a Gotch-style pile driver on Yuya Uramura, and of course Suzuki wins, which is a lot better than the alternative, which would have been Dowkey getting a win. That's never going to happen. No, no, it was not. Uh, here we got uh, we got break time. See, there's so much beef between Suzuki and Nagata that they had to separate both men yes! from friggin' tag matches that they've been having with uh, the rest of Suzuki Gun and uh, the Golden Ace, etc. So, man, they must have been like, why are we tagging with uh, with Nagata? Oh, because he'll help us against Suzuki Gun. No, he won't. He's just going to beat up uh, Suzuki for the next half an hour. So we might as well uh, <laughs> let him have their own match. So we've got a break time there, and then we've got a little slight remix on the previous night because uh, Dowkey was in this match the previous night, and this night is different. So we've got Master Wato, Hiroshi Tenzan, the Golden Ace, of course, Tanahashi and Ibushi, versus Kanemaru. Uh, El Desperado and the Dangerous Takers Tai Chi and, and ZSJ. And yeah, the Kanemaru hates Watu train is even more pronounced in this match. Like, whoa. <laughs> was that the American accent? I think it was. I Look, I, it's funny. Like when we were talking about the doing the evil reenactment thing, and we we both agreed to put the kibosh on me doing any kind of impersonation because that obviously would be quite racist. And I was like, do they really want me to do an American accent? Won't that sound like the same thing? Like, but oh, no. American? <laughs> we, we don't. We're not a race, so it's fine. We don't give a fuck. And you know, here's what I'm thinking. I think we're sitting right on 19 reviews on on uh, on iTunes. And what I'm thinking is that maybe if we get to 25. We will have a uh, a American accent reveal. What do you think? Yeah, all right. I'm not going to practice or anything. So <laughs> just so everyone knows, I'll do it. I just won't put any work into it. Because where's the fun? Obviously, you guys want to see me try it and sound awful. So let's let's do it. Let's do it like that. <laughs> well, I think the joke's on us, Luke, not you. So I mean, it's fine either way. But <laughs> fair enough. This match was awesome, by the way. Yeah. It was just fucking awesome. And we got to see all kinds of Master Wado shit. And, you know, and Tenzon is, like, my dude now. I just love Tenzon. He's, like, turned it on. And he's bumping around like a maniac and defending guys and beating, you know, beating up all these other guys. And, you know, of course, we got Tanahashi and Ibushi. And, Luke, have you ever noticed that uh, Tanahashi has this, like, knee pad that looks like it's a fraction and it has one. One hundred. Do you know what that is? You know what that means? Yeah, because he's um, once in a one man in a hundred, or something like that. Like it's, he's the it's ace. Every hundred years, only only once in a hundred years does a man like Tanahashi uh, is born, and that well, is a fucking awesome gimmick, right? Yeah, but there must not be anyone else coming up in the next hundred years. Because I feel like we've already got the next Tanahashi. His name is Kazuchika Okada. So yeah. I feel like we've got our two in a in a 200 already. And uh, the next century is going to be... Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be dead for most of the second half of it anyway. So it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, this match is really fun. They they've all been really fun. It's Beatdown City on Wato, of course, as well. Uh, and then uh, a submission by Zack Sabre Jr. on Tenzan. I can never really say what submission move Zack Sabre Jr. uses to make people submit because he tends to use a lot of different ones. He doesn't doesn't really stick to um, a finisher kind of thing. You know, whatever makes them tap out or have... Does he prefer... Does Zack Sabre Jr. prefer people to tap out or does he prefer to have them, all their limbs trapped so they can't tap and they have to say i give up i think he likes that one more but he makes tenzan tap and what you were saying about tenzan stepping up well they need that they they really do depleted roster they don't they don't uh they they, you know they they need people to kind of step up and uh and be their dudes and i think uh, kojima's doing that Uh, tenzan's doing that just you know i mean some of the older blokes who are kind of maybe in the wind down period where they're mostly helping uh, young lions and things like that. So they they seem to have uh, stepped it up a notch. Um, and you and I have noticed, especially with uh, Hiroshi Tenzan, who's taken Master Wado under his wing. So I, I, I like it. It's, it's all good stuff. It's all, it's all there. They're, they're, they've got a depleted roster, but I think it's obvious that they're trying their best to make it work. And I think on the, on the most part, it is working, except there's one thing that's not quite working for me, and that brings us to the next match, because it's show versus... because uh, Show versus Okada. What am I saying? Show with o- Okada versus uh, Yujiro Takahashi and Gato. And I'm just not feeling... Yujiro and Okada, because I feel like it ended the previous night. The submission finish felt pretty damn definitive to me. Uh, so this match is okay. Uh, Cobra Clutch on Gato and Okada wins. If you've got more to add to that, I'd appreciate that. But if you don't, that's all yeah, right, too. I mean, the problem with this match is you've got these two guys, Sho and Okada, who are like fucking world-class you know, workers. And then you got Gato, who's kind of a comedy character, and Takahashi, who's, you know, not that great. So, you know, it's just your your bad guys have to be really good, too, so your good guys can do awesome shit. And so we're not getting to see the good guys do all the awesome shit that they could be capable of in this particular match. So, you know, I get it. It's it's um, it is what it is. I, I did notice that New Japan has added a name to the uh, Cobra Clutch. Did you see this? Mm-mm. They call it they've called it the money clip. That's what it's they said. have. Yeah. I see it right here. Okay, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I can roll with that. It definitely fits in with uh, Okada's money theme and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, all right. Doesn't sound as cool as Cobra Clutch, but I can get used to the money clip. Why not? It's true. It's true. Well, the Cobra Clutch is uh, was called that because of what the military guy. What was his name? I can't remember. Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. Yeah, Sergeant yeah. Slaughter. Yeah. So. Um, you know, which uh, he would wave the guy around a little more, you know, and Okada always does it to a kneeling opponent usually too, which is just funny because not only are you going to tap out to him, but you're going to do it while it's, you're on your knees, motherfucker. 
Yeah, and it also helps put uh, put the pressure on them because uh, Akata's a very tall individual, and having the the opponent in a Cobra clutch on their knees, that's more pressure and, and stuff as well. It's it's really good, uh, and I just look forward to him using it more on opponents. I want to see him fight more. So yeah, that, there it is. Let's go to our main event. Uh, we've got Bushi, Tetsuya Naito, and Hiromu Takahashi versus Evil. Dick Togo and Taiji Ishimori. This is everyone's probably noticed this before, but I was just like, oh wow, okay, that's really cool. Uh, so Evil's got this kind of big, uh, big robes or something on, and he's got these giant shoulder pads, and on these shoulder pads are a whole bunch of guns, and I think that's pretty dang cool. Uh, what we're doing here is we're uh, doing fun stuff to build up title matches here because uh, Naito, he wants himself some more evil and Ishimori is gunning for uh, Hiromu here. But, uh, you know, this is a really good match, as you'd expect. We've got a Darkness Falls on Naito, uh, Bloody Cross on Bushi, which means Ishimori wins. And that's where Ishimori officially goes, Oi, Hiromu. I want your belt. Gimme, gimme. So uh, what what'd you think of this one? I liked it a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun, you know. Um, I also noticed that uh, Evil has dropped his Roman skirt thing that he was wearing. So, you know, his, uh, his gear kind of looks like it used to a little bit, but it's a lot cooler. You know, he's a singlet guy, you know, so uh, it looks pretty cool, though. You don't need the skirt part, but... Definitely keep the shoulder pads with the guns on them because they look, that looks fucking sick. I really like that. All right, so we've got Summer Struggle Night 2, which uh, towards the end of the night I just uh, called Remix because <laughs> we've got uh, some variations on the previous two nights, but pretty much the same. So same but different. But there are some surprises, which are uh, not major ones, but I'll get into that. We've got our opening match, which, of course, is Ryusuke Taguchi, Satoshi Kojima, and Togi Makabe versus Gabriel Kidd, Tomohiro Ishii, and Goto, which perplexed me because I thought uh, Shingo was waving his uh, big never-belt penis in Goto's <laughs> face. But uh, so I'm not too sure what this is about. Is he trying to go to a whole bunch of chaos people into a six man match? Is he just trying to see which one of them wants to step up and face him? Don't know. But uh, something that makes Andrew happy is Goto's in the opening match. <clears throat> and there's a young lion on their team. So Andy's happy because he knows that Goto is losing in the opening match. Yeah. And we get more. Uh, Taguchi and Ishii stuff, which is like, yay. <laughs> More Gabriel Kidd and Makabe stuff, too. Yep. And Mr. Bread's rocking and rolling in here, too, facing off with Goto. You know, um, it, this was one of those times, too, where we saw, I believe, Gabriel Kidd had Kojima in the, um, in the uh, what you call it, um, uh, Boston? Yeah, the Boston Crab, and you know, and and but Makabe walked up and just blasted him, and he was not holding on. It wasn't going to happen. He was like, "Oh fuck," you know, right in the back of the head. 
right? So, and, um, you know, so Gabriel Kidd is, it's funny because if you watch this and you don't know anything about New Japan, you'd be like, man, Makabe is an asshole and he's just beating up this guy. But no, That's he's not the story at all. No, no, no he's, he's actually, uh, you know, fathering him. He's taking him under his wing, like, like kind of like Tenzon is for Wado, but just yeah. in a different way. When, when Tenzon loves you, he tags with you. When Makabe loves you, he beats the shit out of you and goes, Ugh, respect, you know? Yeah. And uh, th- that's what this feud is. Makabe is like, oh, you think you're ready, do you? <laughs> let's go. All right, let's go. So that's uh, that's something I really like. And I guess everyone is getting a win on Kid in this tag team combination <laughs> because uh, Dodon by Taguchi. I love the Dodon. It's such a such a cool move. It's a bit of a power move by Taguchi as well. So. Yeah, he's not really known for his, like, big power moves, but the Dodon is pretty badass. I like it. And he hits it on Gabriel Kid. One, two, three. And uh, that's all she wrote on that. Well, and just another little thing here is that that is telling me something. If Taguchi's winning a match across from Ishii there and he's using his finisher, he was kind of looking at Ishii when he did it. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, this uh, – that's that's why uh, like night one I'm like are they gonna square off and then night two happens I'm like no seriously are they <laughs> and it doesn't have to be a match that happens on the 29th of August at Jingu Stadium it doesn't have to be it could always just be a special singles matches on one of these nights or even a, ta- uh, a two on two tag or something I don't know I just I want to see more Taguchi versus Ishi fun that's that should be good stuff all right now we got our uh, second match of the night, and this one had me half scared, half really. That'll be interesting because it's Toriyano and Yoshihashi versus Shingo and Bushi. And I'm like, oh no, Yoshihashi is in a Shingo match two nights in a row. Mm. How are they setting him up? He just lost the previous night. Are they? What are they doing here? I don't know. Then I was like. <gasps> Is it going to be Yano? That would be I know, awesome. <laughs> I know Yano versus Shingo on paper is not never as fuck, but uh, you and I are both massive Toriyano fans. Uh, there's some really fun chemistry here. Like um, Luke, Luke, I, I, I'm not sure, but I think Yano beat Shingo in the G1. I think he did. I have to go back and look, but I, I, I think, think he might be right. I think he did. So just saying that was like one of Shingo's first losses, uh, you know, other than the, uh, the, you know, the end of the super juniors, he lost that match, but you know, this was one of his first losses in the G one and it was a big surprise and everyone was like, Oh fuck. But it was funny yep. as hell. So, <laughs> and totally in character. Cause Yano's always that guy who can beat anyone and he's yes. beaten some of the, Biggest names in New Japan. Pro he wrestling. beat Suzuki. No he beat Suzuki recently. So it was, I think it was last year or the year before he beat Suzuki. Yeah. It was an amazing match. Suzuki was not fucking happy at all. No, no. Uh, <laughs> there's this really cool spot where uh, Shingo uh, goes for a lariat and uh, Yano just ducks under it. That's some really cool stuff here. But, and this confused me like even more. Because I'm thinking, all right, so now Shingo's going to get popped by Yano or something, you know. No, Yano rolls up 
Bushi, but for some reason doesn't go for the low bro. He, he just rolls Bushi up. Bushi turns it around and rolls up Yano. One, two, three. Bushi wins. There's a, there's a, a nice little surprise there. Yeah, I wonder if Bushi's ever beat a heavyweight before. That might be the first time. That rarely happens, and the reason we're seeing that kind of thing happen is because of the depleted roster, because they have to make new matchups. They just have to do it. And so, you know, we've kind of entered a new era where juniors are kind of mixing with the the heavyweights, which, by the way, they set that all up with the New Japan Cup, by the way. So, um, you know, this is kind of a new type of venture that they're going into with all this stuff, at least new to us recently. And uh, this is another cool little thing that helps you get that kind of uh, spontaneity and and that, you know, what's going to happen kind of thing. I like it. Yep. So uh, it just, it's just confusing me because I'm like, can somebody please challenge Shingo already? I want to know who he's fighting. (laughs) There's plenty of time, Luke. Plenty of time. I know, but I want to know now. (laughs) All right. So next we've got uh, Yuya Uramura and Yuji Nagata. A bit of a remix this time because now we've got El Desperado teaming up with Minaro Suzuki. Yes, it's more preview stuff with Suzuki and Nagata. Uh, there's a pinche loco on you, you or more, and uh, El Desperado wins. But then at the end of the match, uh, Suzuki gets on the on the mic and tells Nagata to make a make a date, any date you want for your uh, for your execution. So the match is happening. I do love you, Twitter. The Twitterverse was wonderful. Suzuki gets on the mic, and I was so impatient to wait the extra couple of minutes for New Japan Global or Chris Charlton or someone to come out with, like, this is what he said. And I was just like, (laughs) what did he say? And then there was a couple of uh, lovely people on on our Twitter feed who uh, shared the information with me. So thank you uh, to those people. Uh, A real quick point, too, just to make about, you know, I'm trying to work in all this kind of background information on New Japan when we have the opportunity. And one little thing here is that unlike, you know, a lot of places, there are no authority figures in characters or in storyline in New Japan. So there's like that Howard Meiji guy, but he doesn't make matches. So, you know, who makes the matches? The fucking wrestlers make the matches by making challenges and accepting them. And usually they accept them by going, that's, that's, you know, or just nodding their head or punching the guy. That's how they accept it. So, you know, you wonder, well, who makes the matches? Well, they make the matches, which is perfect because you don't need this. You know, the authority figure's been overdone so much. It's nice to just kind of, this is a way to do it. The faction system allows you a way to do this without having that authority figure. Yeah, they've, that, that kind of role has felt very played out. So it's, I wouldn't say virtually non-existent. It is non-existent in New Japan. Howard May owns the company and he's happy to just let the ball keep rolling. Like, you know. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, so uh, there you go. You rarely ever see him. You might see him for for uh, big shows in in uh, like one of the f- seats somewhere or something like that, or he might pop up for a promo uh, here and there just to talk to the audience or whatever. But you almost never see him. Yeah, he might he might present a trophy or something. That's that's about all he does, you know. Yep. So. Yeah, we got a bit of cleaning time here. And just in case uh, 
people are kind of like, well, so why is he always saying cleaning time? Uh, well, usually halfway through the show, uh, the, the ring's cleaned and disinfected and all that kind of stuff, so we can continue the show. And here we go. We've got another slight remix. Uh, Dowkey's taking up the role of El Desperado in this match. So we've got Wato, Tenzan, and the Golden Ace versus Dowkey, Kanemaru, and the Dangerous Takers. Of course, it's previews galore, which is... So uh, there's not much more to say about this match. Uh, you know, you could kind of take this match and the one they did the previous night, smoosh your thoughts of them all together, <laughs> and it's kind of the same. I know that sounds kind of bad, but that, that is it what it boring. is. Yeah, I thought this yeah. one was boring. It wasn't yeah. nearly as good as the one from the night before. Probably because, uh, well, the night before you had El Desperado in the Dowkey role, and uh-huh. so that gave it a bit more of a, oh, who's going to get pinned in this one? That's interesting. Well, this one, you've got Dowkey, so... Kamagoye, Abushi wins. No surprise. <laughs> uh, you know, Dowkey is... He's Dowkey. He's there to lose. And we've got not a remix. It's just a straight-up rematch, kind of, from the previous night. Show and Okada versus Gato and Yujiro. It is a little different because uh, Jado comes out and just smashes show on the back of the head with a kendo stick. Oh my juice. God. It was a nasty shot, wasn't he it? destroyed him, yes. He was he he was either in a hold or he had somebody in a hold. And here comes Jado and Gato had gotten the ref or, you know, somebody was distracting the ref and she fucking just hit him as hard as he could with a kendo stick on the head. It was awesome. I loved oh, yeah. it. And uh, I'm, I'm okay with show losing because, you know, that that shot was vicious, and then there was a pimp juice and Yujiro pins show. Oh, by the way, the first night of Summer Struggle, Okada in the backstage comment says, "Oh, I got something I'm going to announce soon." Uh, the second night, and uh, oh, sorry, after Goku, he mentioned an announcement in the backstage comments on the first night of Summer Struggle. He's like, "Oh, we might think it might have some approval." with my announcement, which I'll make very soon. So I don't know if it, I think he mentioned a press conference that's going to happen. That's, don't yeah, know. That's tomorrow, that press conference. Which Oh, well, there you go. We've got something for Friday. We'll uh, there's a Friday show yeah. by itself at the end of the week, everyone. So, uh, and then there's not another show for maybe five or six days. So we thought, well, we might as well do two this week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have, you know, some fun stuff and then we'll talk about that show and we'll get to talk about this press conference that's happening tomorrow. But first, we got to talk about this main event, right? Yep. Uh, it's uh, Hiromi Takahashi, Sonata and Tetsuya Naito versus Taiji Ishimori, Dick Togo and Evil. Yep. It's uh, sort of the same as the, the previous night's main event. We're just uh, swapping Bushi out for Sonata. There's an interesting thing here is uh, this is the first time Sonata and Evil uh, are squaring off yeah. from across each other. Uh, for those who don't know, they're a two-time heavyweight tag team duo, Sonata and Evil. Also know they won World Tag League two years in a row. So 
They feuded with G.O.D. for 300 years. Yeah, they yeah they did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate G.O.D. I'm glad they're not around. I'm sorry. I, uh, they're fine. They're fine, but man, they once they get the belts, they it's just it's just endless. I'll just say I love me some Tamatonga. I like his attitude. I think he's pretty solid in the ring. Uh, but uh, for him, mostly I like his uh, his personality and stuff. I think yeah, he's got a lot of charisma and stuff. So I like Tamatonga a lot. Uh, Tongaloa, yeah, he's right. What about Hikaleo? Yeah. He's pretty much a glorified young lion. So yeah. he's got he's got plenty of time to either um, be more like. Tongaloa, but hopefully you'll be more like Tamatonga. So, <laughs> well, uh, hopefully one day we'll get to talk about all those guys coming back because they are uh, they are yes. fun. But you know, I mean, it, it's just uh, they had an endless reign with the title. It just got me bored of them. But yeah. So Naito Naito goes a bit nuts in this match with some with some strikes and shit on Evil. Fuck yeah. He's going he's going a bit nuts in this one. Uh, Ishimori's got his sights set on Hiromu, of course. Uh, it's it's a pretty good match. Like, if you see some of these uh, tag team preview matches, yeah, most of them are solid, but the best ones, uh, for me, they feature either LIJ or Suzuki-Goon. Uh, I really like the kind of arsehole mentality Suzuki-Goon and brings to these uh, multi-man tag matches. And, of course, uh, because they're so such a small group and so tightly knit uh, it, and it shows in the ring as well that LAJ is definitely the best at these multi-man tag matches, whether they win or lose. So it's good, it's good stuff, but Hiromu can no longer delay or say maybe or tell Ishimori to fuck off because yes lock on, on Hiromu, and Ishimori wins. He just made the Super Junior Champ tap, tap out. And there's no challenge anymore. That's a fucking lock-in. That Lock it in. That's happening. You pin a champion in New Japan in a tag match, you're probably getting a title shot. Or like or, Almost definitely getting a title shot. And I'm okay with that. I've been saying oh, it for yeah. weeks. And I'm happy. It's, it's, it's happening for sure now. And I don't know if you noticed this, but, you know, Hiromu came out with his shoulders and his neck all taped up because evil killed him. And then they've still yeah. they've beaten the shit out of him ever since. So Ishimori and him tagged in and they did all this fucking badass super junior shit for like a minute. They're just running the ropes, doing all this shit that you want to see. That's what people, you know, expect when they see these kinds of guys wrestling. And then I- I- Ishimori put the uh, like some kind of. I, maybe it was that he was starting to put the yes lock on on ta- Takahashi, but uh, Hiromu just just starts screaming and running, you know, just kind of rolling around. And Ishimori just was laughing. He's like, I barely even put it on, you know. And so we knew right then and there what was going to end up happening. And uh, it's great because Hiromu loses this match, but not because he sucks. He loses because he's injured, you know. So it's good. Yeah, he's beat up from the previous night. That's right. So, and which which made me think that was kind of going to be the Shingo story because he's also a little beaten up in the <laughs> leg department. But no, nah, uh, they're just out of all the titles to tease me with who the next challenger is. It has to be my favorite one. I'm like, come on, please, I want to know. 
So, yes, that is the end of the first two nights of Summer Struggle. They do have a house show on Wednesday, which is not live on New Japan World, which we probably don't need. It's probably a remix of uh, what we've seen in the last two nights. That's all right. But uh, we have a, a lonely show on Friday. Um, so Friday night for me, Friday morning for you. So we'll, we'll cover that. That'll be even before Lions Break comes out. So uh, I might end up giving a quick run rundown of two episodes of Lions Break at some point. Uh, if, if you don't mind, I don't mind uh, just covering it just quickly, just to say, hey, one of us is watching it. It's quite fun. <laughs> all that. I just, I just don't, I don't care. I'm sorry. I, you know, maybe I'll start caring at some point. But I just, uh, to me, I'm already watching all this other wrestling, and you know, yep. and I just kind of had enough of wrestling for the week. So, you know, um, but, but yeah, you know, it was a lot of fun. I, I'm excited for what's going to happen. I mean, how do you think overall? What was the week of wrestling like for you, Luke? It was really solid. I quite in, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, we've got what three nights of of action. It was a bit uh, copy paste in some areas, but you're going to have that when there's a depleted roster and and also when people are locked into feuds. So uh, that's that's fine. Uh, there's definitely some build up going on there. We're seeing people step up. And maybe one person not stepping up that much, as much as he should. I'm looking at you, you pimp juice. Um, I, I see this as kind of a roller coaster too. You know how like at a roller coaster, the very first thing you do is you go down a giant hill, you know, and that's kind of like the, one of the biggest hills in the, in the whole thing. And that was Sengoku Lord, you know, and now we're going through all the twists and turns of the, of the roller coaster so we can get to the next big hill which will be that uh that show uh in, in the baseball stadium so um that's going to be great um so friday we have that show the summer struggle show we also have that press conference to cover and yep. i'm sure we're going to be able to do a dramatic reading from that press conference and oh I, yes i can't i can't fuck away man it's going to be awesome you know so um, we're going to do it the same as last time are you going to play an old-timey reporter from the 40s and am i going to play a carter this time or i mean we might change it up i i I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, every week um, or every time we have a show, I should quit saying week because one of these days this isn't going to be weekly. But uh, yeah. my, point, my point is is that we uh, have match recommendations, and uh, we had some pretty fucking good ones this week, Luke. Uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? You went first last week. I don't care, man. Just, just go. <laughs> okay. Well, this uh, my recommendation was Taka Michinoku versus Taichi from Best of Super Juniors 2017, and I teased that the match had a gimmick, and I said, look at your watch, all right, and and once something happens, check your watch again. So the gimmick is is that they don't touch each other, and they don't touch each other for ten minutes in the match, and then the match like ends, you know. So it, it's incredible it's entertaining the crowd fucking loves it luke what did you think of this match? Uh, i loved it of course uh both takamichinoku and taichi are in suzuki goon so the best thing about new japan tournaments 
is it's the only time you'll see people in a faction fight each other. And that's not just the face groups. It's also the heel groups, too. Uh, I thought this match was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, this is one, one time that I, they've barely even touched each other, and Tai Chi goes to climb back into the ring. And as he's climbing in, Tucker just kicks the ropes into his nuts. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in turn about his fair play, Tai Chi does the same thing. But uh, who's, the big, who's the biggest uh, cheating asshole in this match? If you had said Tai Chi, you'd be correct. At various times, I'm pretty sure I could see Tai Chi's face and he's trying not to fucking burst oh, out. Totally, yeah. What well, one of the high spots in the match is uh is Tai Chi getting out of the ring um when, when Taka Michinoku gets back in the ring and then them doing it in the reverse order. So like that's one of the high spots is like, oh I'm gonna get in the ring. Oh, I'm getting out. Okay, well then I'm gonna get I'm getting out. You know, like <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. And Tai Chi even fakes an injury, and Taka's just like, fuck off. I watch you do that all the time, Tai Chi. Get out of here. I'm not falling for it. That's great. Again, a low blow by Tai Chi, and Tai Chi beats Taka, and uh, something rare you see after it, they both fist bump at the end. Go, oh, yeah, they're, they're, right. like, they're like, you got me. Oh, that was pretty great. You know, yeah. But it's, like, it's an incredible feat. And, you know, wrestling's all about entertaining and, and stuff like that. And this match is just 100% entertaining. It's outstanding. So, uh, well, Luke, what on, was your... Go ahead. On, on paper, though, like, you'd think, why do I care about two Suzuki-gun guys fighting each other? <laughs> you know, uh, they give you a reason. Uh, so, yeah, mine was piggybacking off my previous choice, which was a Tanahashi-Suzuki match at, uh, at the G1 in 2012. Uh and Suzuki won that match. So that was a pretty solid G1 match. But it, 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 because Suzuki won, it led to a title match later on at King of Pro Wrestling 2012. And if you thought the first match was solid, yep, you were right. Uh, this match, however, is fucking awesome. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, you know, I loved it even more in uh, 2020 because they've had more matches since, especially an intercontinental match uh, when Tanahashi was doing his uh, IC run. I think it was the run he had uh, after beating uh, Naito for the belt, you know, when Naito was kicking it around. Yes, that's some good shit. So Suzuki and Tanahashi lock horns in 2018 over that IC title belt, and that's just brutal shit right there. Uh, the inspiration for me choosing this match was uh, Moxley uh, saying he, that he caught this one and he thought, holy shit, I want to be in this one day and, and fight these men. And he's fought, fought one half of this match already, Suzuki, and it was awesome. Uh, this match is fantastic. Uh, Tanahashi plays air guitar on Suzuki early on and the crowd just boos. They're not happy with that, but this awesome back and forth. You see something you don't see often, that Suzuki screaming in pain. Too. In this like brutal looking figure four leg lock, you see, like I see figure fours in other places, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're not going to tap. In fact, they're going to turn it round. Yep, there's if they've rolled over. Okay, now it's on the other guy, and they let go. Nah, this is <laughs> this is some because Tanahashi's already done a shit ton of dragon screw leg whips, some brutal looking leg whip dragon screws on uh, Suzuki. So by the time he gets him in the, the fucking figure four, Suzuki's 
fucked and he's screaming in pain. In fact, uh, he didn't just leg whip him. He did a high fly flow onto one of Suzuki's legs. Yeah. And Suzuki's like, ah, oh. then Suzuki eventually, there's back and forth here. Suzuki beats the shit out of Tanahashi. Tanahashi's face looked fucking puffed up. <laughs> and he was bleeding from the mouth. His eyes looked a little puffed up and shit too. His face is a friggin' mess. But then you've got a high fly flow and Tanahashi wins. Great match. Awesome story and psychology and just plain wonderful stuff. And it ties in. And they build this story that they tell in this match, they build on in their 2018 Intercontinental title match. They're older now. Uh, it's a, sure, it's a different title, but it doesn't mean they're not going to be just as brutal and awesome. So I had that match in the back of my mind watching this thinking, wow, they must have rewatched this or something beforehand and gone, all right, let's piggyback off what we did years ago and kind of do a reverse of it. Uh, so, yeah, very exciting stuff. What do you think of this match? It's fantastic. I mean, it's it's all you you kind of left me with nothing to say. You know, I oh, mean, shit. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's it's an outstanding match and a great point that you brought up. You know, obviously, what I wanted to say about this match is that I've never seen Suzuki sell like that. You know, Suzuki was. Yeah. I mean, he was fucked up, and like, you know, every time he would start to make a little comeback or something like that or start to get control. Tanahashi would just rip his fucking leg off and he'd start screaming again. He'd get him caught up in the ropes and dragon screw him while he's caught up in the ropes, all kinds of stuff like that. But, um, you know, it, it's just, it's one of the points that you made where you're talking about this is, you know, that, that they tell the story, the story picks up right where it left off. That's how that always works in New Japan. So if, if guys get in a feud, well, the last feud is part of that story, even if yep. it was 10 years ago. So they pick up right where they left off, and that is a big influence from King's Road. You know, we were talking about the King's Road style, and, and that's a big part of the King's Road thing is, is you know, really relying on moves and physical positions to tell that story in the ring uh, more so than anything else. And so that's a big influence from the King's Road style. And these two guys, you know, are masters of that kind of thing. So obviously they, you know, if we watch those matches back to back again, we'd probably pick out even more things that we missed. Uh, you know, so. Yeah, I didn't rewatch the 2018 match, but I remember it vividly. Uh, some of the spots in it, which was um, that 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 uh, return match. By the way, it was like six years later. I hadn't seen uh, obviously the 2012 match yet, uh, and that would have just even added to that. So if you had seen that match first and then seen their their newer feud, you'd be like, oh man, this is so fucking epic. I thought it was epic anyway. Mm-hmm. Especially the surprise there, where it was a, it, the roles were reversed, and this time it's Suzuki just butchering Tanahashi's leg, which leads to Tanahashi uh, tapping out and Suzuki winning the Intercontinental Title. So I thought that was, uh, yeah, you know, I've had that in the back of my mind, going, all right, I know Tana wins this because I know Suzuki's never been IWGP champion, but. That didn't take away from anything because I was just remembering that 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 second feud that they had and just how that kind of left off and it was just really good stuff. Uh, 
great week for, for recommends. Really great week. You know, we both picked awesome matches for different reasons. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here is kind of show you the different sides of New Japan and, and the stuff that we like, you know. So um, my recommendation for this week is one of the matches that got me into New Japan. Um, it's probably, you know, other than I, I've talked about the uh, Nakamura versus Ibushi match from Wrestle Kingdom 9. Um, this is probably the second match that I saw of New Japan that I was like, oh, fuck, this is my shit. And it is Tamahiro Ishii versus Hanma at New Beginning in Sendai. It's a never title match, and it's, uh, it's from February 2015. If you guys have never, you're like, ah, oh, Hanma, he's that guy that Kevin Kelly jokes about. Okay, yeah. Um, he's also a fucking amazing wrestler, or he used to be, you know, and you can tell he's not what he used to be. Um, but, man, this match is strong style, fucking just, uh, it's, it's the epitome of it in this match. And, I mean, there are hundreds of chops. There's a Kokeshi. I don't want to give it away, but there's some amazing things in this match, um, all based around headbutts and strikes. And, and it is, it's one of my favorite matches ever. I fucking love this match. So you're, you guys are going to love it too. It's uh, Ishii versus Hanma. Ishii's the champion for the never open title at new beginning in Sendai on February 14th, 2015. Yep. I've copy and pasted all the dates and stuff. So like, I will not watch the wrong one. So, there is, yeah, they do have another one like a couple months before that. And then they have another one a couple months after that. But that's the one. The one I mentioned. Yeah. Is, they, they're all really good, but that's kind of the one. The best one, right. Well, last week I was going to choose the match I'm choosing this week. But I thought it would be nice to kind of continue the Tanahashi-Suzuki story from 2012 and uh, watch their their big match. So I don't regret that. I thought that was fucking amazing stuff. But I'm going with Suzuki again because this is a matchup I've never seen and I've never seen any of this gentleman's New Japan work. So I'm uh, itching to kind of uh, dip in and, and see what it was like. We've got uh, AJ Styles versus Minaro Suzuki at the G1 Climax 24. Uh, I am a big fan of both guys. Uh, I've not seen AJ Styles in New Japan in any kind of match. This will be my first AJ Styles New Japan match, really. Oh, oh you're going to love it, man. You're going to love it. He's. It, it's interesting. Um, something funny happened when Nakamura and AJ Styles had, I think they had a match at like WrestleMania or something. And everyone was like, oh. This isn't what I expected. I didn't really like this because he was working the Japanese slow pace. And mm -hmm. that's what it is. He is a slow paced heavyweight that does some flippy shit every once in a while as in, in New Japan. And it fucking rules. It's so great. It's just different than what everyone was expecting. I remember loving that match in WWE and everyone being like, oh, I don't really like it. I'm like, well, you don't. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. You know, I I met AJ Styles once. Uh, he oh, yeah. for some reason he, he came. This was back in his TNA days. He was at a he was at like this comic shop that I go to and just signing shit. And uh, yeah, I've got a, a photo with the guy. He's he's got the short hair at the time from his uh, old TNA days. But um, yeah, really nice, really nice guy. 
I totally forgot I'd met him until just this moment. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was, we, that was really sweet. We need to see that picture then, just like the Ishii one. And, uh, yeah, I, I met him one time at a Ring of Honor show where he was supposed to wrestle, but he didn't because he was hurt or signed or something like that. And uh, mm. he's really short, by the way. So Yeah, he's not as tall as you think. Uh, <laughs> I'm, glad they don't, don't, I'm glad they didn't turn him into uh, Shorty AJ. Yeah. <laughs> They will. Like, They're still really? Talking. Shorty G's not that funny. No, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going there. This is a New Japan podcast. <laughs> I, I, I love Chad Gable, and I'm just like, no, please don't. <sighs> yeah. All right. That's uh, – I'm going to tentatively say that is a wrap for uh, episode six of the Never Open podcast, but I just want to make sure I'm not jumping the gun, Andy. Am I jumping some guns here? No, you're not jumping the gun, and and you know we. I did earlier. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's all good. We're we're learning together, and and this show's been a lot of fun. And as you guys listen to us, we're gonna keep adding fun stuff, and some of that fun stuff will come and go. And but you know, I mean, we we know the guy that knows all about fun stuff and knows about how to you know make those fun things happen. Yeah, in Gato, we trust. Never spoke.